even when we spoke last week when it uh, when it all started literally uh, unfolding and unraveling unraveling before our eyes we did mention uh, in the discussion that that you and I had that there are really three elements to this at this stage or at that stage then it was the United States and their reaction to Juan Guaido's uh, emergence as uh, the interim president, uh, Latin America or the Latin American community and their reaction, and then obviously the military. Now, the military does still support Nicolas Maduro. Uh, this is part of the Hugo Chavez legacy, where Hugo Chavez obviously emerged out of out of the military. Nicolas Maduro, incidentally, was not a military man. He has never been a military man. He actually was uh, previously a bus driver and part of the unions, the transport unions in Venezuela. But um, under the, the Chavez and Maduro uh, administration, uh, military officials have been given posts. Um, but I must add at this stage, uh, Guado has appealed to the military to, uh, to support him or to at least put arms down to avoid, uh, to avoid the chaos that has happened or that has occurred in previous such protests. And top military men have now defected. Colonel Jose Luis Silva, uh, he defected on Sunday. And then the defense attache, which might not sound uh, any, uh, anything extraordinary, but the defense attache in Washington uh, defected over the weekend as well. So there might be some type of turn in with the, with the, the rising support, international support for the Guido uh, interim presidency. I mean, it's a fascinating situation. I mean, the policy of our government has consistently said that it will always defend a person who's elected into power. It is following that policy now. I suppose then the question, if you're going to criticize our government, would be how do you judge the election that Maduro won? I mean, this is also a very complex situation. You, if you interfere, there are all sorts of ways that things could go hugely wrong. Yes. Even so, the, the big thing for the South African government is simply this. Uh, they support an, a democratically elected president. Now, Nicolas Maduro, uh, by all by all measures and descriptions of a democratic process and election, was not democratically elected last year. And in the Venezuelan constitution, uh, it insists that the National Assembly, Assembly will remove the president and put in place uh, a, a, an interim president, which is exactly what Juan Guaido has has proposed as the National Assembly president. Now, the South African government has insisted that uh, they have stuck with Maduro, and they, in, in many ways, as we've seen in, in, with these situations, we saw this in Zimbabwe as well to some degree, uh, I, I, perhaps the South African government is either ill-informed or, um, or perhaps even on the wrong side of history at this stage. Uh, we've seen governments across Latin America, and this is when I would probably urge us to look at what the governments across Latin America are doing and in the, in the Western Hemisphere. Not necessarily, not necessarily uh, Donald Trump's uh, United States and what they've done, because this has obviously been uh, a, a big issue uh, in, in, uh, in, in, this, in determining this. But what have the, what have the United Nations, uh, what have the, the, the European nations done? Countries like France, UK, Germany, Spain, they've all recognized this interim presidency, along with Australia. And here we are, uh, supporting the Maduro government, which uh, has uh, suppressed its people and, and, and really pushed democracy back in all shapes and forms. I mean, I would imagine if I were, were Minister Lindiwe Sisulu listening to you, I, I would say, but hold on, Prof. You know, we have a, a, a duty not to interfere with the sovereign sovereignty of other countries, and uh, that would be one thing. And secondly, that, you know, she would dispute you, that she would say Maduro did win an election. I mean, obviously, this is something, it, depends, it can depend on where you stand sometimes. 
Yeah, I suppose it's just in terms of the, the information that is emerging, um, and I'd probably urge uh, uh, Minister Sassouli to, to consult with her counterparts in Latin America to get a clearer idea, because this is not simply a, a, a national crisis now. This has become a regional crisis and potentially a global crisis, uh, what we are seeing in, in Venezuela. And, um, and with obviously with the, the, the economic uh, leverage that Venezuela has with oil, etc., we are, we are, this is why we are seeing the, uh, this, this kind of division. Obviously, South Africa plays a very important role now in its, uh, in, in its, its position on the, uh, the United Nations Security Council, and that's why they were lobbying South Africa so, so, so vehemently. I mean, up to the point that uh, just six months ago, the foreign minister of Venezuela visited South Africa, probably uh, with the idea of uh, generating some type of support from, from the South Africans. But South Africa is now support of the likes of China, Russia, Cuba, which you know are not exactly bastions of democracy. And I, think, I suppose it's, it depends on what type of democracy we as a country want to uphold. Professor Lyle White, thanks so much. Senior Director of the Johannesburg Business School there.